and welcome to The Spread, a safe and loving space where we get to express our sexuality with absolutely no judgment. This is season three, and I'm your host, Kaz. To everyone who made it to the last The Spread Live, much love to you. As you well know, you were loved and appreciated. We had such a great time, as always, and you were such a bomb-ass crowd. The introvert in me loves these type of outings, like it really feeds my soul. Today's episode is off the last live recording, and I was really honored to have Hijabi Villain, also known as Faiza from Zumi Kenya, and Sarah, who is also known as Plus Wanga Princess on Instagram. All of their details are in the description box below. Before we get into today's episode, though, I would like to talk to you about a passion project I'm currently working on called Dear Law. Dear Law is a women-led multimedia project premised on using storytelling feminist, survivor-centered, and human rights-based approaches inspired by social movements such as Me Too that have prompted critical conversations and social pressure towards accountability for sexual harassment. The goal of the Dear Law Project is to bring to the fore and amplify the voices and collective sexual harassment experiences of women in the legal profession with a view to disrupt the normalization of sexual harassment in the legal profession. This will be done through Dear Law Letters, the Dear Law Podcast, and digital art, which will be accessible online, in exhibitions, and eventually an anthology. If you were brave enough to write us a letter, please do so by clicking the link in the description box or sending us an email to letters at dear-law.com. And we will be happy to send you the details on how you can be a part of this movement. On to our podcast episode. for being here. Thank you so much for coming. Um, we really, really do appreciate your presence. We really do appreciate your support. For those of you that are not following, I'm sure you all already are, we're at the spread pod on, across the board on all of your social media platforms. And today we have two very, very extra special guests. I would like you to put your hands together for Faiza and Sarah in the house. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, allow them to introduce themselves first, and then I'm going to tell you the reason why these are the chosen guests for the spread today. So we're going to start with you, girl. Yay. So um, my name is Faiza Hamid, a.k.a. Hijabi Villain. <laughs> thank you. Um, um, what I do, I do video production, I do hosting, I do um, presenting, all that stuff, we do sex 
uh, at Zumi Kenya, that's where I work, and we do entertainment, we do sexual health and sex shows. So that's what I specialize in. Ooh. What's a se- what what's a sex show? A sex show. Um we what we do is pretty much um educate the youth on what's going on in the sexual scene, the new positions, what they can try, STDs, STIs, everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I like we're going to learn about those new sex positions. That's something. Not from me though. <laughs> Then how, how are you educating people on new positions if you're not going to show us? Well, I just think... This is a I fraud. Lo- wait, 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 when, I look at, when I look around, I see some pretty adventurous people. So that's why I'm just like, let me just lay back on that sex position. That thing. too is a position. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sarah, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I am Saram Kabana, a.k.a. the Plus Wanga Princess. Yeah! Um, I personally, I am a plus-sized advocate, I would say. Um, some people think I'm funny. <laughs> and um, I'm a digital journalist. I work for... <laughs> you, you work for vaginas? I work at CGTN Africa. It's um, <laughs> the dreams. I'm China Global Television Network. I <laughs> oh, you work for the Chinese. Traitor. But um, I am a digital communication specialist by profession, journalist by training, and um, lifeist by life. I mean... <laughs> Also, your TikTok be popping. Oh, yeah. Follow me on TikTok. Is anybody on TikTok over here? Nobody? Oh, one person? Guys. I feel like TikTok... Don't be old. TikTok is... (laughs) TikTok is a skill. Like, how does one TikTok? Not really. Not really. TikTok is like the dumbest app you'll ever be on, but the funnest (laughs) app you'll ever be on. It just... It lets you be whatever you imagined. And it's like, somebody already said it, so I'll just say it again, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like there's not much thought required. I mean, you... <laughs> Honestly, no, I've seen people TikTok bad, but like you, you are a TikToker. If it was like, a, is that oh, what they call oh, them in yeah, these here streets? Like officially a TikToker. Like I got hit up by TikTok HQ and they were like, hey No girl, way. No, UQ, come on, let's hang out. Um, guys, join TikTok. I mean, <laughs> could somebody <laughs> get this on video so that I can send it to them? And Brand ambassador. <laughs> Make <laughs> that money. Give me some money finally. <laughs> Make that but money, yeah. honey. Yeah, so I TikTok quite a bit. It's on my Instagram, plus Wanga Princess. Please follow. I tend to follow back. I'm still at the level where I DM people back. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, guys. And if you're really trying to slide into the DM, like, slide, slide, slide. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, so what I did... to be honest, I wanted to have like a show that was really lively and light with people who are open about their sexuality and their being and um, just like uh, who I'm able to have really open and authentic conversations with, which is really what the spread is about. It's about like uh, obviously creating safe, fun, 
open, authentic, wonderful spaces for everybody just to, like, when you come into this room, you should have no inhibitions, you shouldn't feel shy, you shouldn't be insecure. Everyone here is like, we're family, you know? And I really try as much as I can to create that family space. So if it's your first time here, welcome to the family. Welcome to my family. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I kind of just like asked, I, you know, I sent an email and I asked you guys what um, topics you'd be interested in discussing. So I'm kind of just going to throw some of them out. And then just whatever comes to top of mind, I feel like that's how we should go with the discussion, right? Mm -hmm. So one of them that I feel that was really close to my vagina <laughs> is sexual superpowers. Do we have them? And what sexual superpowers do we wish we had? My knees. <laughs> you guys, like, I feel like... Um, so I turned 30 this year. <laughs> but with that, <laughs> like literally even when I go to the club, I tell people I have one drop for the night. <laughs> if you miss it, sorry. You know, catch me next time. Mm? Same time, same place next week. I mean, like, I feel like my knees let me down. And I'm a big girl. So, like, whenever I, I, I meet a guy and stuff, I always feel, like, obviously it's, like, a little deep-seated insecurity, but, like, I always feel the need to prove myself because guys always expect the big girls to, like, be the chicks who lie back. Me. Umeletam chezo kwakazi. Okay? Okay? So... So when I was in my twenties, um, I mean, I feel like a girl could pop it, right? But like right now, you're like, <laughs> as in every time you're just like, I'm like, come on, knees, do something. Anyway, in other words, I have a poof in my room. What does the poof do? I mean, so for stable ground, you know, you like. <laughs> Stable ground. Stable ground. Support. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just be out here. I, I don't understand. As where is you the, put where? your feet in the ground, the nigga is on the poof. And then you're like, hey, umeketi? Umeketi? You learn something new every day. Um, I like that. I like guys, that. Um, I'm starting my new furniture line. Um, <laughs> poofs, 50% off. <laughs> I have a slogan for you. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. It's not going to be funny. It's not going to be funny. It was going to be funny, but it's not going to be funny now. <laughs> How about you? Sexual superpower. Well, I think it's, it's, um, it has everything to do with age that knee thing, because, wow, you hey, my knees, I cannot, <laughs> could never. But at the same time, it's like, okay, I need new knees, but um, also the energy to ride. Mimi Yosina. So one superpower that at once, in like the next five minutes, or like a few hours after I leave this place is, okay, you know when you get on top, right? 
I just wish my vagina could like self vibrate <laughs> so that <laughs> so that you're just there, you just give him like you have two minutes <laughs> to finish. <laughs> That is a great superpower. Because <laughs> these legs, these knees are not Megan this Stallion knees. I, I cannot. I, too much. Too much. Okay. Uh, let's see. If I, I'm trying to think if I had a superpower. Mine is, mine is oh gosh, mine is sad. <laughs> if I, oh gosh, no, it's really sad. It's, a, it's so sad. If I had a sexual superpower, okay. It's actually very sad. I'm not going to say it. I am going to say something else, though. Say it. Open and honest, Paz. Open and honest. If I had a sexual superpower, it would be to make them stay. Aww. Okay, I changed my answer to yours. <laughs> I told you, but you get it, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But if I had a second sexual superpower, uh, so uh, I just want to give a shout out to my girl Kiki, who's in the audience. We've been doing uh, we've been doing Kegel. Ex Are you still doing your Kegels? We're doing 30 Kegels a day for 100 days. What? Uh, we can do it. We can do it right now. Do it with me. Let's do 10. <laughs> 10 kegel so <laughs> one of the things that I've learned about uh, the vaginal walls mm -hmm. is that uh, you know uh, the thing that we know the most about kegels is that your, your muscles can contract and, and relax but just like this but there's ways in which you can actually train, train the walls to contract like this this mm. right <laughs> no, no, no. so so that instead of just like clenching and releasing you sort of learn to clench from further up and then clench all the way down and then release in that way so that if by chance first of all i must i must add that the kegel exercises are on a regular basis are really good for um increasing your your the the strength of your orgasm. So that exercise is really good, first of all, for your pelvic floor muscles, but secondly, it's really good for you. So don't do your cake, don't be doing your kegels for somebody else, yeah? Do it for you, it's really good for, like you, you have really powerful and beautiful orgasms. I'm living proof, I've done it. Um, but if there is somebody else who happened to be in there at the same time <laughs> of me pleasing myself, mm -hmm. then you can milk them and that yeah. shit. That shit I was saying about making them stay? Yeah. <laughs> That's the shit right there. So you had this superpower the whole time? No. I'm working on it. The I'm whole time? <laughs> the whole time? I mean, let me tell you, I'm working on, I'm working on, the, on, the, on the milking. I'm working on the milking. And it's something that you can do. There's videos up on YouTube. There's people who can teach you how to to breathe into certain places of your abdomen to Does be able to... Is it, is it YouTube. Why? <laughs> as in an actual name, like as I in I want to... Uh, how to, in Google, <laughs> what would it like? How to... 
milk. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure different results will come out of that one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll it figure does. it out. Kegels, milking. It does something. have a name, though. I think. Yeah, it does. I think it does. It, I just. It, it's called a Singaporean kiss. Or. <laughs> Excuse us. This is why it she's the educator. <laughs> Educators. Or um, there's another term for it. It's called. Is it pompoir? Or something, yeah, something of, of the sort. P O M P O I R. I Google, think. Google you can guys. Google that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She's not a villain for nothing. Thank you. So, is it something that you've done before? Oh, child, no, <laughs> no, no. I've not tried it before. Even the kegels, it's um, a bit. Let me try it. Can we like play a game? Yeah, it's like. Put on some music and let's giggle together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was gonna say like every time someone says giggle, the boys take a shot and the girls do giggles. Everybody's mm. gonna win on that one, yeah. right? Okay, that's a game for the the whole night. Yeah, yeah. Like, every time someone says giggle, like boys now. do a shot, giggle, 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 giggle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you do like a couple of giggles. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. I lot. I like it a lot. Okay. There's another um, suggestion that you guys came up with uh, that I thought was really cool and I thought would be really interesting for us to discuss. Pertinent. Pertinent for us to discuss. Is it possible to date a bisexual man slash woman? Uh, rules, dynamics, and experiences. First of all, the answer is yes, it is possible. Mm -hmm. um, rules, dynamics, experiences. I don't know. What do you want to say? I mean, so I think I got myself into a little situation like that one. Pray tell. And uh, it kind of changed uh, recently because we had an argument. I'm very passionate about the LGBTQ community and we were the, there's this story that came out about this girl in class five who's been expelled from like three schools and she's about to be taken to like a remand rehab type juvenile school because she was sexually expressive so we start discussing this and this what I thought was a bisexual man because we have been in like <laughs> well, delicious situations. I mean, yes. <laughs> a girl was winning. All I'm saying is that there was two devils and an angel screaming her lungs out. Yes! <laughs> um, and he was very open to um, experiencing the other man. But when we started discussing this lesbian situation, he suddenly was like, oh, I mean, she's influencing the kids, uh, the other kids, and I'm like, excuse me, she's also a kid. She also needs someone to talk to and figure out what she's feeling and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, um, so that was the thing I was kind of trying to marry in my head. How could you be so homophobic but so open to different sexual experiences, different 
I mean, I don't know. I, somebody take this one. I mean, I feel like the audience could have like an answer. So I think, um, I think for that situation, that has nothing to do with dating bisexual people specifically. It's more dating a homophobe. Because even regardless of whether a person is um, in their private time able to um, diversify the way they have sex, um, doesn't take away from their mindset, doesn't take away from their, their homophobia. So this person is obviously dealing with very deep-rooted um, um, oppression mm -hmm. more than anything. And it's something that they're going to have to deal with on their own. It's nothing that you can even say to them, but it's, it's something that they're... Uh, afraid to express, and I mean, they're definite. They're they're definitely being um, entirely homophobic, um, but I've lost my train of thought. Um, I mean, okay, <laughs> let me <laughs> let me deviate for you. So, would you feel some type of way about for people who? haven't quite experienced dating someone who's bisexual, would you feel some type of way about it if you found out prior to dating them? That they were bisexual? Yeah. Mm. And, like, how? <laughs> like, just maybe, how? Maybe you can give us a, an I don't example. Know. Um, I think I'd be open to the whole idea, the whole situation. But we can have sex with the guy. I can watch you have sex with another guy if you want. But? I'd be open to that. There's no buts. Oh well, there's three you. buts, but. <laughs> no way. <laughs> um, I'd, rather just w I'd, I'd rather just watch and don't get involved. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a reason why? Or just? I like to watch people. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool too. But like on a serious like note, would you, if if the relationship went further, like now this, I actually see myself with this person, or even it's actually gotten to, I want to marry you, or I want to be with you for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Would you, Loki, always feel like you're incompetent, like because? Whatever it is they're looking for in the other person yeah. might not necessarily be found in you. Well, I, uh, um, emotional, physically, anyway. Uh -huh. Yeah. 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 Good thing I'm Muslim, so um, four, four, four guys, two more women. I don't know. Like I can accommodate everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think also, what's important to keep in mind is that regardless of somebody's sexual orientation, you may not always um, be, you may not always please, you may not, you won't always fulfill their need. If you choose to be in a monogamous relationship with somebody, chances are you're not going to be able to fulfill their every need. So, um, and this is the pro, this is the problem with monogamy. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a polyamorist, so I do find many loopholes in, monog in monogamous relationships. But one of them is that uh, the expectation. You expect your partner to be able to be everything for you, and then when the relationship, and then you become so dependent on that person to fulfill your every need that when that is taken away from, or when that is not fulfilled, then you, you blame it on, on, on the other person, yet your expectations were the ones that. I, I think so. 
What do you Fair guys enough. think? You want to say something? Sure. Or even this one. I don't understand. Go, just again. So, we all are sexual human beings, right? And we all have different experiences, and like you said, uh, sexuality is very fluid. And, and like understanding and acknowledging that it's fluid and we are open to have new experiences and everything is fine. And the reason we have a lot of bisexual flying around is because for the better part, we are burdening bisexual people to choose a side, to take a struggle, we are making it not okay for someone to be open to loving a person, you know? And it's okay. I mean, and I feel you're polyamorous and not polyamorous. And for me, I feel like there's always something we are trying not, it's deliberately not to figure out. Because as far as I'm concerned as an individual, while I understand one person cannot please me in every way, shape, or form, I'm also understanding as an individual, I what I'm lacking. I try to be better for myself, one, and two, to not make a bisexual person think, because that's how we end up in bondage and the experiences of a bisexual person. I mean, from the one point I'm saying a bisexual person, I'm not polyamorous. I'm the kind of person who does one relationship at a time. If they're down for that, we are good. Now, cheating for me is different. I won't feel any different just because you cheated with a man. I mean, it's the same. You cheated with a whole human being. I'm not saying a man is not a human being. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> we really we really went off on that one. We went to cheating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does anyone else have something that they'd like to add? All the way in the back. Please join me, or please destroy me, or 
but we're both going to be constrained in our, in our little lives that it cannot be elevated. There's so much weight into being a human being. Without partners, without um, a friend, without a sister, without a mother, there's such weight in being a human being. And a lot of people don't deal with their trauma. So you have a lot of trauma, you're going out into the world, you're projecting, you're looking for someone else to help you or to deal with your issues. And a lot of people say conventionally, oh, when you find a man who can handle you, when you find whoever who can deal with your issues, and that's not healthy or supportive. A lot of healing is needed and a lot of people are in a state of flux. You know there's something wrong. You know you feel anxiety and it's mounting, but you don't know how to deal with it, how to just healthy, be healthy and just engage with your partner and let them know what's going on. A lot of people project to their partner and it becomes this whole situation. And then it becomes, oh, well, we broke up because, oh, you didn't meet my expectations, but your expectations are based on your trauma that you haven't dealt with that is creating such cognitive dissonance. So I think a lot of people, and I really, like Paz, like my first time, gang gang, I'm excited and like this is super dope. And I think it's good to start the conversation on trauma, on healing and looking within. Because a lot of you is what you put out, your energy, whether you're, you know, monogamous, polyamorous, you have to be pulling from somewhere and you can't pull from trauma you can't pull from fear you can't pull from conditioning you need to understand yourself and, and, and learn that okay I need to deal with my trauma I need to learn why I'm aggressive and hostile and then like come from a point of peace and love and then be like yo son what's good how you doing today? what's good girl like I'm you preaching you. what yes. <laughs> yeah and yeah Yeah. I'm coming from a point of peace and love. So whatever happens, whether it's cheating, whether it's love, you can always acknowledge your feelings, deal with it, and then kind of say, okay, I'm going to move on. I'm going to not move on. You know, we can figure it out, but... Um, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. People are spewing facts, 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 facts. Yes. Have them up here. I know, no, uh, yes, but they're, they're, everybody's up here. This is it's a whole interactive podium. Okay, so we're just about to wrap up the first part, and I just want to, I want to bring one more topic, maybe that we can just quickly, quickly, never happens, that we can quickly discuss religion and sex. <laughs> Catholic guilt, <laughs> sitting right here. <laughs> I mean, um, where do we, like, yeah, that's a lot, babe. Like, that's a lot. Actually, oh. uh, think about it, yeah? Right. Think about it. Because you did say Catholic guilt. I want you to take some time to think about that a little bit. I'm really curious to hear from Faiza. I don't know. Um, where I come from, it's extremely controversial. So, um, but... Most Muslim women know you're not supposed to have sex, yeah? So I got to a point in my life where I'm Faiza, yes? 
but I'm different Pfizer with the family, different Pfizer with the friends. And I was like, I I'm so tired. I can't really do this. I need to be myself. I need to like, you know, open up, experience new things. So um, what motivated me to have sex as a Muslim woman <laughs> for the first time? Um, I had this discussion with my mom. So we all believe in the Muslim um, world <laughs> that um, when a man dies, his, re his reward in heaven is um, he gets 70 virgins. So, eh, Sabini. So me, I was like, okay, that's, that's great and all if someone, that's what they want, right? So I asked my mom, um, what do I get? <laughs> like, do I get my own lineup with like 70 <laughs> carefully created penises <laughs> like to choose from? And all I got was cricket. So I was like, listen, let me just do this for myself. Because um, my worst nightmare is waking up one day in heaven as part of the 70. <laughs> I'm like, what? Why, why don't I get my own... I know, it's like, okay, let me just do me from now on then. Because first of all, I don't want to die a virgin because hell no. <laughs> Second of all, I've had horror stories about like Muslim women getting into marriage. They have zero expectations. They just take, receive. They don't know how to give sexually. And... Um, I had this story that made me really sad, and this woman was talking about her experience having sex with her husband, and what he does is put a sheet over her head, because he believes that women, are sex is only meant for procreation, and then after that, he goes out and looks for other women outside, and I'm like, that will never be me. Like, <laughs> so for me, religion and sex, it's like I separated myself from the whole thing. I was like, let me find myself first. Let me make a pact with the Lord and be like, listen, I'm going to do this for the next 10 years. <laughs> so it's like, put that down as sin, 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 sin. And then maybe, <laughs> then maybe I can redeem myself after that and be like, I come to thee <laughs> solemn and I don't know, some other flowery words and then I, I, I don't know what happens next. But for me, I just like, I just want to explore. You know, before settling down, I just want to be like, listen, you have met your match. Umeskia. Kwaivo, if you're intimidated, just, just, just get out. To the like, left, to the left. To the left, yeah. Mm. Yes. Let's hear from you. I'm about to make that pact to my Lord too. Like <laughs> ten years, Lord. <laughs> but like, I mean, for me, it wasn't as intense because um, my family is actually like everyone else is Muslim except ours. My dad defected, or whatever. Um, 
but Catholic guilt. And I think half the reason why he went to Catholics, it's, it's because it's very similar to Muslims in, in terms of the structure and like do this at this time and so on and so forth. And, and Catholic guilt is very heavy on, yeah, procreation, guys. Like no contraceptives, like no, don't do this, don't do that and blah. And I was just like having a very difficult time, like also, but it feels good. So can I practice? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't have to make babies all the time, but I can practice, okay? So yeah, I think it just got to a point similar to Pfizer where I was just like, how is this all there, there is? Like, cause like, you know, like shitting is a very specific purpose in life. Like, <laughs> I go to dispose and sex is not the same. It's like good. Like it's like roll your <laughs> eyes back good. Like, oh, like what's up? And like I just could not. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like if we go to hell, we go to hell all of us. You know what I'm saying? Like all of us. Including my priest. You know what I'm saying? Like all of us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um <laughs> So I I think um, I think um, <laughs> I'm trying to be kosher. So religion isn't a thing that we had prior to colonialism. Um, r religion was something that was brought to us, right? We had our spiritual practices as Africans. We had ways in which uh, we associated with each other, whether, you know, uh, family, sexual partnerships, um, even down to, like, gender identities that were not binary and prior to um, the colonialism, right? And so uh, suddenly everything changed, but everything changed in order to divide and conquer. And w something that we came up with yesterday which I think is, is <laughs> I, I want everybody to leave here with this, is um, the, the ghosts of colonialist past. And, and, and one thing is like, the, thing, the one thing that colonialism has done really well is that they have passed it on to, to our forefathers who fought the Mau Mau and, and all of them, uh, to our fathers, so, and to you know, the people who have raised us. And basically what we don't realize is that we're still being raised in a, in a very colonialist and very violent manner. Emotionally, I mean, if we look into the relationships that a lot of us our age have with our parents, it's very, it's angry. I mean, many, many, many relationships with our parents are angry and there is no, there is no love because they weren't taught love. They were, they were raped, they were killed. They only know violence and then they come into this community where they have to raise children, where they have to now be binary, where they have to um, read the Bible, where they have to, all of these things that are so negative and then um, forcing us to be one thing or the other and nothing else. And then, you know, telling us we're not allowed to have sex, we're not allowed to have sex, we're not allowed to have sex, where the children, you know? And, <laughs> like, and nothing in between. And it's just like, and then you're a, you're a uh, for example, myself, you're a woman in your 30s and you go home and after a while they're so tired of telling you, where is that? Well, 
Nobody tells me where's the husband. They know what they'd get. Like, where's the husband? Where's yours? Because <laughs> I think I was with him last night in the bar, and he was not with you. <laughs> so it's just that, like, <laughs> but that th I imagine that there's many people who are like in their 30s who are not married. Many women who are in their 30s are not married. Always go home to get that. Where is the, and then after a while, when there's no more, where is the husband? It's just like, okay, you don't have to bring a husband, but please just bring a child. Like, like, what is it, a packet of Smarties that we can all share? You keep this, you know what I mean? So for my affiliation, every time I hear the, the, the conversations around religion and sex, it's just, it's, it's coloni it's a, just a different, it's neo-colonialism is what it feels like. It's just, uh, it's just the, uh, everything about our sexuality has been stripped away from pleasure, has been stripped away from freedom, has been stripped away from us to just express ourselves the way, and, and not saying that everything prior to colonialism was great and flowery, obviously we had our issues, but then it's just that so much was taken away from us that we weren't, that we haven't been able to sort of like uh, learn from that. We've, we've, we had other teachers who were not necessarily always the nicest, you know? So that's my two cents. Which brings us to the end of this segment. Mm -hmm. I will, I accept applause, by the way. <laughs> And I'd like you to please put your hands together for these two wonderful people who... Right? And thank you guys so much for your contribution. Thank you guys so much for coming to The Spread Live. I love you and we'll see you next time. I want to show you places that I won't let nobody else see. I wanna hide. I don't want nobody else seeing me naked. But I risk it for you, I want you to take it. Cause I know I found something special. So I just wanna lay down my body and just expose myself to you. Oh, baby. So lay down your body and just expose yourself to me too. Cause I want your love. Will you give me love? Make my dream a reality. Secrets with you, cause with you I had no fear. Because my soul is ready and my heart is vacant. I want you to be with me every step I'm taking.